Welcome to the Num One Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the timeless journey from no one to number one. I'm your host, Jake Shannon. What is up, people? It is. I am your host, Jake. Happy to see you, Evans. Xterra Dad Big Six O Nine. What is uh I seven R C Man, we got a lot of people. Dallas Paran, Papa. Chime in, give me some love on the uh today so multiple times you know i like uh feedback about uh when i ask people what stopping you from certain goals right for me like i that most people hold on i got achieving your goals okay is that true for you do you do you have an understanding of money are you financially literate that is my question for you today because you know a lot of times i have people they're like oh man i want to sign up for the affiliate yeah dude it's like awesome you get these you get to learn catch wrestling you get a like uh you know the whole scientific wrestling approach um all that kind of stuff Watch out, Scoob says, six weeks in physical therapy, then I'm back in action. Okay, so physical therapy is what's holding you back. You got Miguel, Luddite King, Samael81, Oil Man, The Real, Suksa, Rob Dent, what's up, guys? So I find that a lot of people have a hard time with money. Is that you? Do you have a hard time making the kind of money that you want? Right? And let's not... Let's not be defeatist here. Let's not have, let's not be that person that has resigned yourself to having less in life because, you know, for whatever reason, you decided that you didn't want to, uh, to make money, right? So let's talk, Jay Futures Training, what's up? What's up, Cameron? Hope about Luna Clark, happy to see all you guys. Hit me up in the chat, where are you guys from? Um, talking about money, how comfortable are you guys with money? Where is your knowledge? Do you have enough? Are you worried? Like, right? The news right now should have you freaked out. Inflation, supply chain issues, um, you know, small businesses. I just saw something in the news the other day that all of the big retailers from Walmart to Target are canceling all their orders for the Christmas season, like billions of dollars in, in, um, uh, contracts canceled. So are you being hammered by the economy right now? Is the economy holding you back from your goals, right? Again, like I said, 
I'm constantly, I got a mission. My mission is to get every man, woman, and child on this earth improving their life through the sport of scientific wrestling, catch-as-catch-can wrestling, the sport of professional wrestling, not the theater, um, as either an athlete, coach, promoter, or um, fan, right? Or some combination. Okay, and I have other goals. You know, I have a goal to help struggling uh, business owners uh, succeed, create so much money they have generational wealth that they can make the kind of impact that they have so much money they can give a lot of it to charity. That's that's when you know you got a lot of money, is when the charity that you care about you can give a lot of money to, right? Or that your you know your kids and maybe your kids' kids are set up. But I find like so many people really don't have okay i always rattle on on this show about grappling literacy because grappling is a huge thing in my life something i'm very uh, obsessed about something that has been huge in all my adult life and so i talk about that but you know so has finance and money i have my master's degree in financial engineering and you google financial engineering it'll fucking take you down a rabbit hole um essentially it's it's financial mathematics it's uh, risk, it's um, uh, derivatives. Would you even know what derivatives are? Anyway, so I do spend a lot of time talking about grappling literacy on this show, but I want to talk about financial literacy. I want to talk about business literacy, uh, literacy and I want to talk about money. Okay? So what's up, John G. Men, Jason Got Caught, Joe Espinoza, LJ2000KT, R. Fort Would Go. Hubert Kudrak, not quite James. Man, we got a big, we got a lot of people in here, and nobody commented. <laughs> people get very, very, very quiet about money. Oh, we shouldn't talk about money. Ooh, let's not talk. You got to talk about money, dude. You got to because you got to think about it. And thought is largely self conversation. So one of the things you need to do is you need to start actually talking about money. And you need to start talking about money with all the people in your life. So, as usual, I am also a, a, a word nerd. Jay Espinosa 715 what's up? I'd love to talk about money. Let's go, bro. So, do you got enough money? Do you not have enough money? Is it holding you back? So, I put a post for scientific wrestling. I have my number one coaching, which is, uh, you guys go to numberonecoaching.com. I do help uh, small business owners, and that is typically... Not solopreneurs. I've helped a lot of solopreneurs, but I really do prefer to work with small business owners. That means, you know, you have to have employees. And I really like that sweet spot between 10 and 50 employees. I will help you. Got a client just uh, been working with them only two months. Already got them a, um, just in two months, I think we're up at like a, a 12 or 15% increase on revenue, which uh, means. The money they've spent with me, they've gotten a 10x, no pun intended, a 10 times return on their investment working with me just in two months. And we haven't even started. Usually there's a, I, I, I try to do six or 12 month engagements to really get people ground up. Taco Mott, or how did I say that, man? I don't know. Taco Miat, Maat. Welcome. Mexico in the house. Any other countries? I'm in the USA, I'm in Denver. Where are you guys from? Anyway, I want to talk about money, okay? Throw it in the chat, man. Please, I can't talk uh, to anybody. Otherwise, I'm just speaking, pontificating forever. So you guys got questions, got comments, 
Giant and UI Shorty, you think will help? Let's go. Hobo Lunafart, I'm in the Central Valley. I work in education. Substitute teacher and adjunct. Part-time professor. I don't make much. Waiting for full-time. You still ain't going to make much, dude. You're getting money from that. Um, and, and listen, okay, it's all relative, I guess. Napoleon. So put the throw this in the chat. This is where I'm curious. What's a lot of money for you? What's a lot of money for you? Let's talk about this. Get over the fucking taboo of talking about money in public. What's a lot of money for you? What do you want to be making a year? Right? Okay, because I'm a coach. I want to help you get to where you need to go through the principles of coaching. How do we figure this out? Right? Because a coach is not really interested in why your mommy gave you a complex or that shit. Okay, we want to get results. Jay Espinoza says there's never enough money. I, I don't know, man. You, you, some, you, you know, if you hit your target and it's what you want, now, you're right. Maybe for some people, there never is enough money. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, personally, as long as you do it ethically, right? So I think a lot of people have – a lot of the things that keeps people away from money, one is, is illiteracy. They have financial illiteracy. And then the other one uh, is that they've got hang-ups. They do have hang-ups. There's a lot of people who have hang-ups about money. Do not delude yourself. Um, Shubo Vox. What, let's see, what's he say here? What are your favorite tools and software for small businesses? CRM, automation, well, okay, it depends on the business, right? CRM, I, honestly, they're a little pricey eventually. They lure you in with the crack, with the free sample. Um, I really like the HubSpot CRM, it's just fine. But I don't use it anymore. I think it's great, because that's how they get you in onto their marketing platform, which is fantastic. They really are the movers and shakers. Personally, I like HoneyBook. I use HoneyBook. Um, I, I'm going to be real. So I use HoneyBook for one business. I use a fucking Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> That's how old I am. I just make columns and rows and make sure I got all the info I need and, and, and write up the notes and stuff. So, you know, a CRM, it just depends on what, you know, like what is it that you're trying to do? Are you strictly an online business? Because there are CRMs that are like automatically integrated into certain packages and things like that. So I don't know if that if that really helps. Uh, but yeah, so Shubo says old school rocks. I mean, man, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I'm going to show you right next to you. Okay, right next to me, I've got uh, my blank notebook. So that's one. There's one blank notebook. It's not blank. It's full of fucking writing and shit. You can see, right? Right? Yeah, you can see it. There's two. Here's my third. <laughs> Here's my day planner. Four. Here's another one. Five. And <laughs> six. So you don't get much more old school than fucking writing shit on paper. Uh, and <laughs> it's fine. For me, I'm old. Like, I'm not old, old. I'm not, you know, down on it. I, I like being old. But, um, you know, writing shit on paper was fucking rock. Just being real. I love that shit, man. To me, what I like about it is it makes it real. I mean, I guess it's real if it's on a spreadsheet or in your HubSpot CRM or, or whatever you use. But um, I don't know. It's actually real real. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that makes sense. So anyway, that's more business literacy, literacy and that's more tactical as to like what do you use and that kind of stuff. But I appreciate uh, the questions. If I can help you, whatever. 
but I'd like to talk, you know, one, like, what is, what is the, what is the deal with, uh, people not having money? And, and again, like I said, I think personally, it comes down, most everything is mental in my opinion. So I think part of it is, is literacy. People either ha don't have information or they have the wrong information. If you went to public school and then even college, you probably have the wrong information about how to actually make money. You might have some money about how to get a job, maybe, but making money, actually making money, creating money. Um, and then the other thing is people have hangups. They have a lot of weird fucking hangups. Like money is the root of all evil or they just, the, the mindset is wrong. Like, they have problems mentally with money. So, as always, oh, wait, uh, Takio, how do I say your name? Taco Meat. Sounds like it. You just got a weird spelling. Why is the catch wrestling so divided so many fights between? Because it's a bunch of fucking fighters, dude. And there's so many weird nuances and whatnot. And there's, you know, listen, you just got to kind of deal with it, dude. I've been in this fucking shit for 20 years. I've done more than anybody else. I mean, I have no problem saying that. It's a fact. No bragging if, it, if it's a fact. But the problem is, is there's no barrier to entry. Anybody could just be like, oh, I'm a catch wrestler and, and not have done fuck all. That doesn't necessarily mean we're, we're, we're a competition or anything. I'm saying we haven't really done anything except be a fucking Joshua on the internet. So, um... You know, there, that's one problem, too. It just does attract contentious people that like to fight. I mean, this is not just catch wrestling. This happens in all of martial arts, dude. Like, you go and get to the nerd level of shit, nobody gets along. But it depends also what you look for. You're clearly looking for factions and schisms and paying attention to that. There's a lot of people that get along, dude. A lot of people that get along. Uh, so, I mean, it's it, you find what you look for, in my opinion. Um, what's up, Stellar Steven? Loans or save up? Save up what, dude? Okay, you gotta increase your income or you ain't ever gonna save nothing. And you've gotta invest, which is actually having your money make you money. And you gotta figure out the best, most efficient, fastest ways to do that. Because time is short. Time is short. Okay? So, um, I, I mean, I think you're, I think you're on the right path. I got the modern catch book now. Oh, good. I hope you like it. Yeah, you guys can get that over at uh, scientificwrestling.com. Go on instructionals. It's like the first book there. Uh, a lot of people really have gotten a lot of great feedback, and I appreciate that. Uh, I hope it's been useful for you guys to read. I think it's like seven bucks for the big book. I might need another right now. Um, yeah, okay. So we got Benjamin Mind, EC5, Eddie Blossom, Malloy. Jeremy Holward, Conceptual Grappling, Fred Quilt. Man, we got people on here. Okay, so Hobo Lunafart. Tenure jobs start at 80K plus benefits. That sounds like a lot to me, but I'm kind of used to not making a lot. Ha ha. Yeah, especially in a world of inflation when we know that wages do not keep up with inflation. So, you know, that 80,000, maybe 10, 15, 20, 50 years ago, that now that was a lot of money. 80,000, you're still going to be struggling. Unless, and, I mean, unless you just don't want to go out and do anything, don't want to travel, don't want to do any, you know, 
so let's let's break this down. I want to start how I usually start, and that is by going not just to the definition of the word money, but to the history of the meaning of the word, the etymology of the word. So I'm going to my favorite trusty website, etymonline.com. Google, type in money. Um, from the mid-13th century, money, funds, means anything convertible into money or coinage, coin, metal currency, from old French manuai or something, I don't know how to speak French, money, coin, currency, change, from the Latin moneta, place for coining money, a mint, coined money, let's see, a title or surname of the Roman goddess Juno, whose temple on the Capitoline Hill, money was coined, and, per, and in which perhaps the precious metal was stored, uh, also means to advise, warn, or admonish, as traditionally in the sense of admonishing goddess, which is sensible, but the etymology is difficult. Extended by the early 19th century to include paper recognized and accepted as a substitute for coin. Now, this is very interesting. Okay? This is very, very interesting. Hey, what's up, Matt Granahan dropping in? What's up, brother? Um, so, money in the 13th century means coin, coinage, metal, currency. Okay? That's the 13th century. You go 600 years later to the 19th century, now they're including paper money as an accepted substitute for coin. Okay? They notice they, they say that the highwayman's threat of your money or your life was uh, attested in 1974. So the phrase in the money started, uh, the earliest reference they found was in 1902, which originally referred to one who finishes amongst the prize winners such as in a horse race. Uh, the challenge to put one's money where one's mouth is was first recorded in 1942 in African-American vernacular. Money grub for an avaricious person who is sordidly intent on amassing money is from 1768, so that's an older one. Money grubber uh, appears in 1835. Okay, So those are all kind of, um, get you an idea. So it started out as metal, right? Started out as metal, and eventually became paper. So, so what? What? What actually is money? How? How would you describe money? Rob Dent says easier to travel long distances with paper than metal. That is true. That is true. Easier to. Uh, Replace if it's destroyed or stolen. Um, easier to counterfeit. Uh, whether that is legally through inflation and the weird Federal Reserve System. I don't know how many of you even understand how it works. And it really is kind of bullshit. But do you actually know how the, the, the relationship between the Treasury and the Federal Reserve of the United States? Just curious. Anyway, so really the bottom line with money is that it's, it's really like a, a medium of exchange, okay? It's a way for people to exchange. It's a medium, 
so you're right like you we all know barbie that's direct experience there's no media there's no money involved there's no third thing besides the tra- the two things on the other side of the trade right so it's a medium of exchange right bartering being what people did before money okay it's also what it's a it's a store of value so so you know i can say i have property i have a i have 30 acres by a lake and i exchange somebody money for it and it may hopefully well inflation fucks this up but it's supposed to be a store of value we know this isn't true because you can go and you look at how inflation has destroyed money itself as a store of value now this is something where gold which used to be the money du jour has more value in terms of being a store of value okay and then lastly money is a, a way of accounting it's a it's a unit of account so we could say something is worth $50 $55 $70 whatever right so hobo lunafer federal reserve can print as much as they want it's a foreign owned institution okay so let's not get crazy down the tin come on man i thought you were the teacher you gotta google this shit so here's the deal the federal reserve is a it was created by the federal reserve act in 1913 so it's actually is enacted in law now you are right in so far as it's about as federal as it federal as gets to say it not at all FedEx, um, but it is. It's been given a charter or, or been allowed to exist by the Federal Reserve Act, started in 1913. Totally fucked up your your American finances when the uh, income tax happened too. But anyway, uh, we should really try to repeal the 16th Amendment. Think about this: repeal the 16th Amendment. That's something you should Google it, look into it. Really burning your memory. It would radically change our world for the better. Um, but back to Federal Reserve, essentially what happens is there are 12 member banks, and these banks are made up of membership from a bunch of other little banks, American banks. Now, they're, they are connected to an international system, international uh, monetary fund, and the Bank of International Settlements. So, international bank, Bank of International Settlements. But they all operate off of this really weird idea that you just create money out of nothing. That part is 100% true. <laughs> it is crazy that they do this. And that's one of the ways they do, they like have a lever by which they can manipulate things is through the manipulation of, um, of uh, interest rates. That's how they started. So... They, when they first started, they tried to actually target the supply of money. That didn't work out. That's what happened in the 70s. And we ended up having inflation, stagflation. You can Google these things in the late 70s. Paul Volcker took over the Federal Reserve right around when Reagan got elected, started targeting interest rates. And we've been doing that ever since. Okay? Now, that has not always been so awesome. We can look at the fucking disaster laid out during the Alan Greenspan thing. Okay, and I like Alan Greenspan, fine, but it's just a shitty 
institution. It's just should probably go away, honestly. The problem is, is that it's so big and powerful that it's being run by Lindbergh and other shit. That's it. It's just one of those things, like, you know, it's like getting into a choke. Like, what's the best way to get out of a choke? Don't get in in the first place. That's like these systems, man. You gotta, like, oh, it sounds great. They sell you on it, and then you get fucking into it, and you realize you're shit. And that you're losing the value now. It's no longer historic value. It's actually a way to lose money. You're taxed. Really, that, that's a very sophisticated argument. I don't want to get it too far down the rabbit hole. But really, again, there's there's three things about money, right? So um, it's a store of value, it's a medium of exchange, and it's a unit of time. Okay? Generally, as it's understood. Now, there are all kinds of different types of money, if you know that shit. So it depends on how you look at the money. Okay? I, there's somewhere around $40 trillion in circulation. Okay? And that's like if you were to count all the money, like paper money, money deposited in, in, in savings and checking accounts and transactions. Okay? Now, money that's in the form of investments for derivatives. Now, that's what I got my master's of science in effectively for that purpose. And cryptocurrencies now that increases the supply of money, we're looking at 1.3 quadrillion dollars. 1.3 quadrillion dollars. That's a thousand million million. <laughs> okay, so you think of, if, if you think of a million as a thousand thousand, you have a pile of a thousand dollars, and you have a thousand piles of a thousand dollars, that's a million dollars. Now you take a thousand thousands, a million, and you get a thousand of those piles, that's a trillion. You get a thousand of those piles, and that's a quadrillion. It's a fucking huge, mind-baffling number, okay? Like, it's like 1 times 10 to the 15. Huge. <laughs> you can't, it's hard to really grasp how big that is, okay? Uh, think of it like a thousand trillion. Okay? It's a thousand trillion. Okay? So, to give you an idea, that is about the same number as there are ants on the planet. There's estimated to be about a quadrillion ants. Make sense? Why am I asking how much money is there estimated to be on, on the planet? Why would I want to know that? Because I want you to understand there is so much fucking money on the earth for you to have a scarcity mindset about it is absolutely wrong. Okay? For you to have scarcity about money, you are factually wrong. If we lived in this socialist utopia that all these dummies think is somehow possible. But let's just go there. Let's live here for a second. That means if I were to take 1.3 quadrillion, okay, and I were to divide it by 8 billion people on the planet, that's over $150,000 we could give to every single person right now. Imagine, imagine right now. Aliens 
come down, they're like motherfuckers, and they got this technology, and they're like, freeze, boom, boom, they do some fucking shit, and every single human on the earth right now, every one of us, eight billion, boom, you got started over, everybody's equal, 160,000, 162,000, whatever that ends up being, 1.3 quadrillion divided by 8 billion people, that's, right, okay, so, <clears throat> that's a, that's a decent amount of money, if I had $160,000 right now, just to blow, I could start a fucking kick-ass business and make more money, I could use that money to make 10, 100 times that amount of money, if I understand business, finance, how it works, does this make sense? So there's no scarcity of money. What there is is a scarcity of people who know that, that there's no scarcity. And there, and then secondary, after that, there's a scarcity of people willing to go out and fucking figure it out and hustle it up and make it. I'm just spitting facts. You, you don't have to like it. I don't do it for other people, frankly, because um, there's a couple reasons, but mostly because... Um, I just did not like dealing with everybody's problems. Um, what I enjoyed the most of, of being involved with hypnosis was doing the comedy shows. That was probably my favorite thing is I, I would, I had a comedy show, but even that isn't real hypnosis in case you don't know. Like when you go up on stage, mind control and stuff doesn't work that way. True mind control. You have to look into the literature and it's, it's based on trauma and abuse and not just somebody talking to you and telling you that you're going to do something. It doesn't work that way. Um, but like, and, and lying and information control and manipulation and trickery, that's how you mind control somebody, right? But you can't do it through, through this other stuff. That said, if you are stressed out or having, man, there's a ton of, you can just type in guided relaxation or whatever on YouTube or um, Audible has a bunch of them for free. Fantastic stuff. And I think the biggest thing is, is it's, I actually started out, um, so I, I, when I was having, when I had cancer as a kid, I started looking into this idea of using it to, to help my immune system and things like that, right? Because of the placebo nature of it to try, trying to make myself healthier. I didn't think anything of it. And then I went, when I went to college, I got involved with Zen Buddhism. I founded, uh, me and uh, a Buddhist monk and a sociology professor at the University of Colorado Boulder founded the CU Zen Society. And it's still going to this day, which is amazing, in Boulder. But Zen meditation is very interesting. It was very um, important for me, I think, in terms of my success. It taught me two important things. The first thing is, is it taught me how to focus because really the whole center, the whole, most of Zen centers around the practice of sitting known as Zazen. You sit on a pillow and you sit, you sit with your hands gently folded, your legs crossed, your eyes open in the Rinzai tradition, which is what I did, the Rinzai. Um, and you sit there with your eyes open and you just listen to your breathing. And invariably, when you first begin, you notice these thoughts that pop up because you're sitting there saying, no, I only want to concentrate on my breathing. And yet the thoughts keep popping up. That is very, very interesting to notice. And you notice like, 
I'm not thinking these thoughts. I don't want to think these thoughts. Sure, they're popping up, but I'm not consciously making it happen. It's just like digestion or, or my cells dividing. It's just automatically happening. Once you do that, you then could start reigning in control of your attention. And this is a valuable skill. I'm very glad that I learned it. Where you have to learn and for a half hour, learn to focus on your breathing only to the exclusion of everything else. That's a very powerful thing to, to be able to do, to focus, especially in today's age of like total distraction all the time, right? So um, I think that's super important. You know, you talk about investing, I think, and I, I said that the best investment is investing yourself. One of the greatest things that I ever did was to invest in Zen, studying Zen and meditating. So that was the first thing was to learn about, um, well, one, to control my focus. And the second thing was to begin to understand that these thoughts that popped up aren't necessarily me, that I don't have to listen to them, that they're just random. They're just, it's like your nose running or, or, or a sneeze. They just happen to you and you don't have to give them any extra weight. What you have to do is you have to then think about what you actually do want to do and make sure that it's not just some knee-jerk reaction and, and then be deliberate about it and start doing the things that can help you achieve those goals, if that makes any sense. So long answer, short answer is no, I don't really do much with it, uh, not with regards to other people, um, but I think it's a worthwhile uh, field of study. I do, like I said, think it's kind of doomed. A little bit. The other thing is, is that, you know, in our world, it's hard to help people uh, because everybody's got a victim mentality and there's all these people trying to sell to them like pills and stuff. And anyways, it, it's kind of a mess to me. I believe that, that my, you know, I, so I, I dabbled with it for a while and then just got burned out and let it go. Um, I think it's a very important, a cool study to learn how you, how the mind works, especially when you start applying it to your own thought process I think it's powerful. Um, I think it's a good investment in that way. For me, I have spent way more time and benefited, I think, more from wrestling and from uh, small business. And that's really, like, at least for right now. I mean, again, I could the same thing. I could drop it and find something else that I'm interested in. But uh, for me, mostly now wrestling and whatnot. I, I don't know. That's a long-winded answer. I hope that helps. Uh, man, we got a bunch of people jump in. Captain Mond, Nolan, DeBeast, David, Hatai Panda, Romero, Octavio, Million Lions, Psychedelic Jesus, cool name, Cootie Cootie, happy to see you. Oh, what's up? We got uh, Backup 2 on YouTube saying, hey, Sensei, congratulations for your work. Thank you. That's very nice. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I put out a lot of work, man. <laughs> I like to, I like to work. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I enjoy it. I enjoy being creative. That's probably my favorite thing in the world is just to create, is to create things. And then when you really hit the nail on something that, that you create and other people find value in it, man, it's amazing. I mean, it's, you know, I think like sometimes, you know, I look at, I look at business people in a way. I look at them more like artists, um, because you're creating something. And you're, a lot of times you're creating an experience or you're creating a product, that, like an actual piece of art for people um, and, and changing their perceptions about how the world works. I, I, I absolutely love it. All right, guys, I'm going to jump out of here. Been on here 35 minutes. I didn't think I'd be on that long today. I just wanted to say, hey, 
Uh, again, if there's any questions I can answer for you guys, you can throw them up in the chat. I will be back tomorrow. Um, and if you have questions about business, uh, philosophy, I, you know, same thing with politics. You know, they were asking me about uh, if I do anything in hypnosis. No. And, and same, I got real, I wanted to get into politics. And sometimes this is the thing, dude. You've got to get your hands into anything and everything, and you've got to really dig deep into it and find if you like it or not. And man, politics, I find it interesting. I know a lot about it, but it's trash. It's just trash. It's just, it was, I personally found it a gigantic waste of my life and my effort in trying to convince people to, to, <laughs> to, to believe in, in, a, in a different way is possible. So, I, I mean, I dropped all that. Now, that said, I am still hardcore libertarian personally. I believe uh, that, that consent is the primary human virtue and value. And I think most of, of uh, ethics and morals can be derived, not necessarily from any religion per se, but from the ideas of, of empathy, meaning putting yourself in somebody else's shoes, and the idea of consent. That's really what liberty is central to liberty is the idea of being voluntary, making a, a voluntary um, uh, choice, being having the freedom to make that kind of choice without duress or any kind of you know prison or or uh, taxation or or uh, physical uh, retribution that kind of thing. So um, anyway. You know, I'm 50 years old, so that, like, you know, there's a lot of things that I that I found myself interested in, and I no longer do as much. Another one uh, <laughs> that I invested a lot, is, so I invested a lot also into the into the hypnosis. I I invested a lot into politics. I invested a lot of personal time and understanding into a really weird subject of discordianism and uh, chaos magic and all this stuff. I again, I still dig it, still love it. I put out a couple books, tried to, uh, but I just didn't find anybody was really interested in it or at least me trying to present it or the way I was presenting it. So, you know, you end up going where your strengths are. And that's been honestly for me for almost all my adult life business and, and, uh, grappling. So I don't know if that helps you guys, but, uh, I, I really appreciate you tuning in. And, uh, and guys, I'm going to head out because I am, I am so gassed, man. I'm definitely going to sleep tonight. Um, uh, if I can help you, though, with any of this kind of stuff, please let me know. I'm here for you, and I appreciate you guys tuning in. Okay, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.